Hello, my friend. Praise the Lord. This is Evangelist Frank King. Thank you for joining me today. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus. Today, I want to talk about the importance of abiding in the truth. Sad but true, many people today don't even know what truth is. First of all, we need to come to know the truth. But equally important, we must abide, stay rooted in the truth. I will be ministering from the first chapter of Paul's letter to the Galatians. In America, we are afforded freedom of religion. So we have many religious choices. And we know that's not true in many places, perhaps most places in the world. Everybody wants to believe that his or her religion is right. We know that not every religion is right because if everyone's religion was right, everyone's religion would agree with everybody else's religion or faith, and we know that's not the case. If we are not careful, those who believe differently than we do can cause us to question or even stray from our own faith. One thing that's evident in this text, that is Galatians chapter 1, is that just because a person has been presented with the truth does not safeguard that person from ending up in error. In verse 6 of Galatians chapter 1, Paul chastises the church because he could sense something happening in that church that was not good. He says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. So he could sense that they were moving away from him and moving toward what he refers to as another gospel. And what amazed him was how quickly that separation was happening. He said, I marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you into grace, which is a reference to himself. You know, when something like that happens, there is a fundamental problem. Perhaps the people were not soundly rooted in their faith. You can be in the faith a long time and still be wrestling with what you believe. The Galatians were being quickly moved from the truth of the gospel to something else. It was as if everything Paul had invested in them went away like it was nothing. In verse 7, Paul says, Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Now, when he uses the word another in this verse, it's from a Greek word meaning another of the same kind. 
In the Greek language, another word exists for another of a different kind. But in this verse, he uses the word for another of the same kind. In other words, he was saying that what you have embraced is not another gospel of the same kind, but it is a perversion of the truth. Many religions today are a perversion of the true gospel. Now let me state the obvious. Not all Christian churches or denominations agree on every point. But to be deemed a Christian body, it has to agree on the essentials, such as the deity of Christ, the plan of salvation, the bodily resurrection of Christ, the physical return of Christ, etc. But when we talk about a different gospel, we're talking about one that denies the deity of Christ or some of the other essentials I just mentioned. And some of these religions are so subtly different from what we believe that if you are not sure about what you believe, they will reel you in. So here's Paul's advice to the church, verse 8. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. He's saying you need to shun everyone who comes to you preaching a gospel that's different from what we the apostles have given you. Of course, a problem is you have to first know the truth in order to know error. And you have to be rooted in that truth in order to not be swayed by error. Paul is crystal clear here. Even if an angel from heaven comes and tries to sell you on another gospel, let him be accursed. You know, under the Old Testament law, when something was accursed, you were to avoid it like the plague. Even if you touched it, you thereby became defiled. That's what Paul is telling the people of God at this church to do about errant or divergent teachings. He felt strongly enough about this that it was worth repeating. He says in verse 9, As we have said before, so say I now again, If any man preach any other gospel unto you than that you have received let him be accursed. Now some may say, come on, Paul, it's not that serious. Oh, but it is that serious. He was writing to a church that had already moved from the gospel to a perverted message. He was fighting to restore their soul. As we have worked through the series of verses in Galatians chapter 1, you notice that Paul leaves no room for compromise. 
You see, once the truth has been compromised, it is no longer the truth, but truth mixed with error. In 2 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 15, Paul writes, Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now this is a very noteworthy verse with regard to preaching and teaching of the word of God. The phrase rightly dividing in this verse, at least in the King James Version, means to cut straight. Think about a surgeon. If you were going under the knife for a medical procedure, you want a surgeon with steady hands one who can cut straight. Cutting a little too far to the left or to the right can be fatal in surgery. The point is that those of us who preach and teach the word of God must strive to communicate the gospel clearly. We must strive to get it right. Because when we don't, we leave room for the truth to be exploited. As an example, during my last pastorate, I had this woman in my church that, well, she was an evil person. She greatly disliked me for no legitimate reason at all. She had problems behaving herself in church. But she was always trying to portray herself as holier than everybody else. Now that is a very tough sell. You are misbehaving in church, but you want people to think that you are all of that and then some. What did I do about her? I just kept the church covered and saturated with the truth. She tried to act up, but she didn't have much wiggle room. She knew the people at the church were being taught the truth. They knew misconduct when they saw it. That left very little room for the truth to be exploited by error. And that's how I kept her walking on a tight rope. Okay, so let's talk about the truth for a moment. Just because you are a Christian does not mean you are anchored in the truth. On the other hand, everything we have said today rests upon us knowing and being rooted in the truth. So the question is, how do we come to know and become rooted in the truth? Here's what Jesus says about that, beginning at John chapter 8 and verse 31. If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. So the way that we come to know the truth and become rooted in the truth is by continuing in the word of God because his word is the truth. Remember, that Paul said that what the Galatians had fallen for was a perversion of the gospel of Christ. 
And some may ask the question, if our religion is akin to, similar to the gospel of Christ, what's the big deal if we are not the same? But you see, when someone perverts the gospel of Christ, they in some way replace the role of Christ with something or someone else, and that changes everything. There is no alternative. Christ is the only way to God. He did bodily rise from the grave, and we can't earn salvation. It can come only by grace through faith in Christ. These truths are the pillar of the gospel, and anything else is another gospel of a different kind. Praise the Lord. Hey, listen, that brings us to the close of this episode. I want to thank you for joining me today. I hope that you were blessed in our time together as we talked about the importance of abiding in the truth. Stay anchored in the truth, my friend. And until the next time, this is Evangelist Frank King saying, may heaven's best be yours.